0: Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to The Dictionary. This is the podcast where... Oh, I'm looking at my date thing, the little post-its. And today is Halloween. This is the best day of the year. Happy Halloween to everybody who celebrates it and also to everybody who doesn't celebrate it. Uh, Go be safe and smart, especially this year. Uh, Don't don't be throwing the eggs and, um, you know, just... Yeah. Well, so everybody's going to be wearing masks this year if if they're trick-or-treating at all. Um, So I was trying to... I think we are actually going to be doing some physical distancing, uh, trick-or-treating with uh, another family or a family who has some kids uh, who want to come up to our neighborhood. Uh, Because there is more physical space to actually distance in our neighborhood, we are very lucky in that. Um, And so I was thinking, well, I, I, I have to wear a mask, obviously, but... I should do something creative and clever, so who knows what I will have come up with by the time this episode airs, but it's going to be interesting to see what people do. I wonder how many people are going to be dressed up as the coronavirus or other things that are happening on in this world right now. Okay, let's have a very fun, scary Halloween episode. The first word is bubblegum. It's just one word, adjective from 1969. Appealing to our characteristic of preteens or adolescents. That is not what I expected it to say. Uh, as in bubblegum fashions. You know, there's also bubblegum pop, things like that. So that is bubblegum with one word, or as spelled as one word. Now we have bubblegum, which is two words. Uh, this is a noun from 1937. One, a chewing gum that can be blown into large bubbles. I don't think all chewing gum can be blown into large bubbles or even small bubbles. Maybe some are better. What makes a chewing gum be able to be blown into bubbles? What is happening scientifically, chemically, molecularly that makes it easier to blow into bubbles? Because I I swear, I've had some gum that you just can't really blow bubbles so well. But some, you you can make real good bubbles. All right. Number two uh, is actually usually spelled as one word. Uh, this is rock music having simple, repetitive phrasings and intended especially for young teenagers. Next is bubblehead. It's not bobblehead, it's bubblehead. One word noun from 1949. A foolish or stupid person. Bubbleheaded is an adjective. Next we have bubble memory. Two words noun from 1969 a computer memory that uses magnetic bubbles to store information so first of all i think it's interesting that this one was coined in the same year that bubblegum, the first word of the episode uh, as they were both coined in that same year um but also what is magnetic bubble oh we learned about that in the last episode didn't we Uh, for bubble the number four definition the synonym was magnetic bubble so what is a magnetic bubble sounds fascinating Uh, so that is bubble memory next is bubbler it is a noun from 1914 one a drinking fountain from which a stream of water bubbles upward and then number two one that bubbles Yeah, I think in England and other areas similar to that, they say bubbler instead of drinking fountain. There could even be parts of America where they do the same thing. I never called it that, though. I just called it a drinking fountain. Uh, Let's see. Now we have bubble wrap, two words. First letter is capitalized. This is a trademark for, uh, or it is a trademark, and it is used for packing material composed of sheets of plastic with bubbles of entrapped gases what gases are entrapped in there when we pop the bubbles are we exposing ourselves to gases that we shouldn't be exposing ourselves to that doesn't make sense it's probably just oxygen just regular air i mean who doesn't know about bubble wrap who i mean there are probably people who don't like the pop of the bubble wrap uh especially dogs don't pop your bubble wrap around people and animals who don't like it but Mmm, that's a satisfying thing, popping some bubble wrap. Wish I had some now. I don't do it as much as I used to when I was a kid. Now we have bubbly, B-U-B-B-L-Y, first form, adjective from 1599. One full of bubbles. Synonym is effervescent, as in a bubbly bottle of pop. You gotta be careful when you open up something bubbly. Let it chill. Uh, number two, full of or showing good spirits. Uh, synonyms are lively and effusive. And number three, resembling a bubble, as in a bubbly dome. I just saw a bubbly dome uh, two days ago. We were driving around, we were in a town. There was a restaurant or a bar or something that had a lot of outdoor seating, and they were just mostly like tables and stuff. But then they had this plastic like geodesic dome that was probably five feet tall, I think. And I was like, that's interesting. And I think, you know, it's just for if it starts raining, uh, two people can probably sit in that thing. They just had one of them. So only uh, one or two people get to hang out in the dome, the bubbly dome. Now we have the second form of bubbly. It is a noun from 1920, and we have the number one definition for the word champagne. Or you can also say champagne. Next is bubby. We took off the L. Bubby noun from 1675. It is sometimes vulgar. Am I saying this correct? I think it's bubby. Uh, It is sometimes vulgar, and we just have the number one definition for the word breast. Uh, I did not? No. I don't think I've ever heard of people calling breasts bubbies, but I guess it sort of makes sense. Why? I feel like I should have heard this, but I guess I haven't. Moving on to bupkis. You can spell it B-U-B-K-E-S. You could also spell it B-U-P-K-E-S. Or you could also spell it B-U-P-K-U-S. So this is, uh, what does it say? It's a noun from 1937. The least amount. That's it's the least amount, bupkis. Uh, synonym is beans, as in, won't win bupkis this year. And that is a quote from Ivan Maisel. Uh, and then, also, the synonym nothing. And a quote, or a example, received bupkis for their efforts. Well, they put some effort into it, so they should receive something, right? Uh, this is from Yiddish. It is probably short for the word kozabupkis which literally means oh this is good it literally means goat droppings the droppings from a goat um so that is the first part of the etymology then it is uh oh kozabupkis is the plural of bubka or babka which is the diminutive of bub or bob which means bean so that's where you get the bean thing uh, that is of slavic origin akin to the polish bob which means bean. So whenever you say bupkis you can uh, you're talking about beans. Next we have bubo or bubo. It is spelled b u b o. Bubo, bubo. Noun from the 14th century. An inflammatory swelling of a lymph gland, especially in the groin. Ooh, this is terrible. Uh oh. And then bubonic or bubonic is an adjective. So, I wonder if this is what happens uh, when the bubonic plague happened, which just happens to be our next word, bubonic plague, two words, noun from 1885, plague caused by a bacterium and characterized especially by the formation of buboes. Yes, you get the buboes when you get the bubonic plague. The bacterium scientific name is Yersinia uh, pestis, pestis, P-E-S-T-I-S. So I, this, this sounds pretty terrible, and I'm glad that we don't have the bubonic plague. We have a different thing happening, but we don't have the bubonic plague. Next is buckle. It is not the buckle that you use to uh, put your seatbelt on or put a belt around your waist it is spelled b-u-c-c-a-l b-u-c-c-a-l buckle adjective from 1720 one of relating to near involving or supplying a cheek a cheek as in the buckle surface of a tooth also so that would be the surface of the tooth that's on the cheek side um, and then also is in the buckle branch of of the facial facial nerve i think i'm pronouncing it correctly buckle uh tell me if i didn't and number two of relating to involving or lying in the mouth as in the buccal cavity and buccally is an adverb and this is just a latin word bucca or buca, which means cheek there you go um next we have buccaneer i wonder if this is connected to cheeks at all as well this is a noun from 1686 one any of the freebooters preying on spanish ships and settlements especially in 17th century west indies and then broadly we have the synonym pirate number two an unscrupulous adventurer especially in politics or business buccaneer is an intransitive verb and buccaneerish is an adjective you're being very buccaneerish today. So this is from the French word boucanier, I think that might be how it's pronounced, which is a woodsman or a pirate in the 17th century West Indies. It is also from Bouccanaire, which means to smoke meat. That's interesting. Uh, from boucan, which means wooden frame for smoking meat, okay? Uh, this is and then it's also from the Tupi word Oh, how do you say this? M-O-K-A question mark E or M-B-O-K-A question mark E. The question mark or it's part of a question mark must be some sort of verbal thing that you do with your mouth. Um, so I don't know how to say that. Mokai, um, which is uh, but it's a causative marker from the K, which means to be roasted. So it's all about cooking meat. So somehow we went to cooking meat to being a pirate. They must cook a lot of meat. I don't know. Interesting. Okay, moving on to Buccinator. B-U-C-C-I-N-A-T-O-R. Buccinator. Noun from 1615. A thin, broad muscle forming the wall of the cheek. The thin, broad muscle forming the wall of the cheek. Well, I am using this buccinator muscle to speak to you because my cheeks are moving around. Uh, this is from the Latin uh, buccinator, something like that, which means trumpeter. Hmm. Uh, from buccinare, which means to sound on the trumpet. From bucina, I think this is all Latin, which means trumpet. And from bov or bos, which means cow, plus canare. Which means to sing or play. So what? You you're combining cow and singing, and you get trumpet. Do they think that when cows sing, they sound like trumpets? Uh, there is more at the synonyms cow and chant. Wow, interesting. Buccinator. That is the cheek. That is the muscle you use in your cheek to blow a trumpet. I don't know. Moving on to our very last word for this episode, it is buck, B-U-C-K, first form, noun from before the 12th century. One um, is a male animal, especially a male deer or antelope. Two, A, a male human being, synonym is man. Uh, two, B, a dashing fellow, synonym is dandy. Number three, synonym is antelope. Or, as I now like to say, antelope or antelope. Uh, 4A, synonym is buckskin. Also, an article as a shoe made of buckskin. 4B1, we have the 3B definition for the word dollar. 4B2, a sum of money especially to be gained, as in make a quick buck. Also, the synonym money. And that is used, usually used, in plural. I got me some bucks. Uh, Number five is uh, five, let's see, we have 5A and 5B, and then there's separate etymology for number five. So 5A says a supporting rack or frame. And then 5B, a short, thick, leather-covered block for gymnastic vaulting. And uh, that is short for saw buck, uh, which is a sawhorse. So the sawhorse... Saw buck, shortened it just to buck. Uh, and then the etymology for the whole thing is from Old English buka, which means stag or he goat. Huh. Uh, it is akin to the Old High German bok, which means he goat, and from Middle Irish uh, bock, b-o-c-c. So today we had bubblegum, bubblegum, bubblehead, bubble memory, bubbler, bubble wrap, bubbly, bubbly bubby, bupkiss, boobo. Bubonic Plague, Buckle, Buccaneer, Buxinator, and Buck. Uh, Who? Lots of good ones. I'm going to pick Bupkiss because with this podcast, you get Bupkiss. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.